Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a mental health podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. On today's episode, I want to welcome four-time Australian memory champion and world-leading memory expert, Tans Lee, who's famous for memorizing two Yellow Pages phone books in just 24 days. He's an international best-selling author, a sought-after keynote speaker and memory coach, and he helps individuals in business, education, sport, mental health, and the entertainment industry to improve mental performance through memory techniques. I've known Tansel for a long time, so my first question, Tansel, is what's your first memory of how we first met? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, by the way, Nick. It's um, uh, really an honour to be on here. And uh, I think the, the first time we met, you reached out to me and said, look, you're developing an online resource for people in mental health. And uh, if you wanted to have a chat, you know, regarding helping out with your app, uh, we did some work together, I guess, and uh, rattled out a few lessons for your app and uh, they came out really well. And yeah, since then, I guess we sort of, you know, shared the same values and mindset and uh, yeah, here we are, I guess, trying to expand on that. Absolutely. And no, I'm, I'm really excited. And you know, this is my, first recorded podcast interview for for move your mind and uh i feel yeah really happy that i get to do that with you mate and it's been it has been a really nice thing where you know we met all that time ago and and you've been a great help to me you know over the years even you know teaching me memory techniques to help with my acting which has been really beneficial and it's you know we're going to i'm going to ask you a lot of questions about memory techniques more so for anxiety and how we can, you know, how they can be repurposed for mental health, which I think a lot of people don't really know a lot, have a lot of knowledge about it, which I think it's such an important thing that, you know, we can have this conversation and educate them. But, you know, you're a a man of many talents, um, even for the second year in a row, put on a TEDx event in Melbourne. And um, so, yeah, I want to um, get into asking you a little bit about, because I know, um, you know, it was news to me when I started learning what you do with the memory techniques, how this can um, actually be used to help with anxiety and, you know, so many positive benefits from it that, that I think is so relevant and important for, you know, the listeners that are going to, you know, be exposed to this um, episode of the podcast. So um, it'd be good to go into that in a second. But um, I guess before we do that, would you be would you be able to give us just a bit of a of your story, I guess, just a background on how did you get into this position where you ended up memorizing two yellow pages phone books um, <laughs> in, in uh, I can't remember what it was. Um, I read it out before what it was in like 40 days. Was it for two of them or 24 days, 24 days? Sorry. Yeah. I said, it... <laughs> um, it's insane, but yeah. Would you mind just giving us um, a bit of your story? How long was the podcast again? <laughs> How long have we got? 
Yeah, that, believe it or yeah. not, you can actually, um, people can download my story. So if you go on my mm. website, tansalolo.com, it's got read my story. So I've actually written the whole thing out. It, it's there. But I, I guess the brief right. rundown is um, I was a skeptic. So I never really believed in uh, memory techniques or people that could improve their memory. And because I used to watch a lot of late night TV, David Letterman, those type of shows. And I still see a lot of memory experts get on there and memorize a whole bunch of stuff. And I thought, nah, these guys just want to sell their cassette tapes. And then a friend of mine came up to me, said, Tansel, I can remember 40 random objects back to front, you know, random. I'm like, no, you can't. So <laughs> I had to test him out. And when I tested him, he memorized everything perfectly. I thought, well, this is insane. Um, how did you do it? He goes, oh, I read it off a book. I'm like, which book? So anyway, he gave me the author's name and I looked him up and, you know, started reading all his books and uh, started searching online. And there was a really powerful tool back then. Right. This was 2002 when I first got into it and, and you could still use it today, believe it or not. It's on the internet, you know, things like memory techniques or how to remember names, just stuff like that. And boom, websites come up you know, that show you how to actually do it. I'm like, this is insane. How come I didn't learn this at school? You know, it would have bloody helped. You know, I got into this when I finished uni. <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. exactly the best time. Anyway, I started practicing these skills and uh, playing around with my mate and we'd be in his bungalow, you know, we'd be two guitarists and playing in bands. So we'd jam out in his bungalow and then do a bit of memory training as well, just for a bit of fun. Anyway, um, Googling memory championships on the internet, I came across the Australian memory championships. So I said to my friend, look, let's enter, we'll come last. So we entered this competition and all people from all around Australia came and they were really, we thought we we're going to get blown away. And we entered the competition. I came second in Australia. He came third and we broke all his memory records. So, you know, and then I kept practicing with my mate and uh, we came across the world championships and said, look, let's enter or come last anyway. And did really well there as well. Broke lots of records. And I thought to myself, if this is how it's going on, you know, I've had a shocking memory. And that's how I describe it as shocking. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've got a bad memory. I'd say shocking. See, I find that insane to hear because, you know, like, to us normal people, um, <laughs> not that we are compared. I know, I know, you know, you'll explain soon. It's actually not, this is something everyone can do, but it doesn't seem that way. It's like, it overwhelms me to think about how on earth you did that in that amount of time, memorizing those phone books. But I mean, I guess what's crazy is it's not being taught. Yeah. The, the thing is because we weren't taught how to do it, it just seems superhuman now. That's the issue, I guess. And uh, yeah, after all that memory stuff, you know, winning competitions, TV getting a hold of you, um, start doing a few documentaries and all that sort of stuff. And you realize that this stuff can be taught. Stubbornness and persistence are very similar. So I kept using that because I wasn't happy with coming second in the competition all the time because mm -hmm. I never kept coming first. Um, and I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And what I realized was I was training my brain all the time. And because of this training, I got mentally fit. <laughs> you know, that's how it was. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And the more you train, the better you get at it. And then, then you realize that, wow, this is a whole, I guess, benefit from training your brain, training a memory. And uh, I started teaching people since 2002, I guess, since I got into it and started realizing the difference it made for me. I uh, started mm. working with students because I thought memory and learning go together. And then the more you work at it, the more you realize that, yeah, it's got to do with time management, discipline, leadership. So I started mm -hmm. doing a lot of business work, you know, running uh, workshops and corporates, um, eventually leading to speaking gigs. Uh, and then it just became about, well, how can I actually give people value from this instead of learning how to remember a name? Because it's more than just remembering names, it's about connecting people together, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what's the benefit of that? What's the benefit of being able to remember numbers, uh, you know, yeah, it might seem like a party trick, 
but what's yeah. the actual use of storing information in your head uh, for long term? Mm -hmm. So I started getting into the deeper meanings behind memory. And I guess that's where I'm at now is how can I share mm -hmm. the impact from memory? I guess that's what yeah. I try and do and try and build communities around that. And um, yeah, any which way I can help out. Absolutely. You know, like um, I'm, this is the first episode of the, of the podcast that, that we've recorded. And the thing I want to go into and ask you about with anxiety, especially right now, this is a time where there's huge anxiety, there's an uncertainty. A lot of anxiety comes from the stories we tell ourselves and whether that's from um, a story from when we were a kid and something you know um, embarrassing or negative happened to us and we were told we weren't good enough. So we've fed ourselves on a loop like a computer, this story that I'm not good enough and we don't even realise where it came from or we forget, but it's in there and it's actually just words. It's not reality a lot of the time. So your techniques can actually, there's a, a actual process of being able to try and tinker with that and change it, replace it with something positive, which in theory, it sounds, okay, you know, I could try and do that, but then people don't know where to begin or how do you reinforce it, make it a habit. A big thing, the thing I'm huge on is habits. You need to do things daily to make that change. Would you be able to sort of talk about a way that, you know, our listeners in a practical way could understand how they could actually try and at home use this tool to help with anxiety. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Just what it can do for you. You could be the richest person. You could be the smartest person. It does not discriminate. You know, mm. uh, once it gets a hold of you, you sort of, it, it's almost like I know what to do, but why can't I do it? Why is it? I'm, you're, it's almost like you can get totally helpless, right? Mm. Even though you know the answer, it's like being trapped under ice, right? So that self-talk, that, you know, everything that's going on in your head can either make or break you. And I guess that's happened to me several times, but I think the last time we spoke, I told you how I got over my travel anxiety for years and years and years. And um, it's amazing how certain techniques just work. So I, I guess I'll, I should start by saying, look, whenever someone's got anxiety or stress or whatever it is, there's always a story in someone's head. And memory training is, believe it or not, it's all about story making. It's not repetition. People think that memory is repetition. It's not. It's mm -hmm. not, it's actually creating stories in your head. That's what the memory competition is. The competition is a, essentially a challenge of who can make the best stories in the quickest time. So if you get that, then you understand that if you can really build strong stories in your head, then what you can do is you can manipulate the current story you have in your head. So something has happened, right? If you've got a trained memory and you're good at making stories, you can essentially manipulate that story and change it around so that it's less meaningful because it's already happened. You can't change what's already happened, but you can change how it is in your mind, right? So you can change an angle. You can change you being external to that situation. And then seeing that situation get really small, you can make a new story that overrides the story that you've got in your head. And that new story has to be a lot bigger and bolder. It can't be less, you know, it can't be weaker than the current one that you've got. So for example, if you're saying to yourself, you know, I'm not good enough, mm -hmm. what's going to be a better story out there? You, know, you might say I'm having an impact on, you know, this many people. Well, that impact has to be visually and especially from the heart has to be way more powerfully connected, bigger than the previous one, right? It can't be any smaller. If it's smaller, this one will envelop it. The other way of doing it is to make that current story less memorable, mm. uh, intense. 
Now that may not be possible. You might have trauma. Well, mm-hmm. how do you make that trauma less? I mean, it's bloody difficult. There's other techniques and strategies and psychs know a lot of this stuff as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's strategies for that, but this is just one small angle of making things less memorable, right? You can make it less memorable and you can also bring that second one up as well. So using both methods. So I guess that's where, in a in a nutshell, I guess, in a summary, that's how memory training actually helps with you know managing sort of anxiety and stuff like that join me nick brax in mental health masterclass where you can access cinema quality essential mental health education from world leading experts anytime anywhere each 12 to 15 minute module comes with comprehensive workbooks and a range of printables with optional tasks behavior change tools information and guidance to create healthy preventative long-term habits Normally, I'm on the go all the time. I'm walking to the gym. I'm at the gym. I'm walking to a meeting. I'm, you know, off to, you know, my life is sort of probably similar to you. So in between everything, I I just, you know, I love, I actually find it so relaxing just to walk, put the headphones on and just listen to a book. I find that is so much more practical to me as a way of learning than having to sort of sit there and read it just because when you are on the move a lot, which I think that's probably an important thing for, you know, podcasts, you know, getting information across to people and, yeah, it can be. I mean, the whole idea behind all of this is not to get yourself too, too busy, right? Sometimes it's good yeah, to yeah. just relax and not do nothing and just sit with your thoughts. Um, don't let your thoughts yeah. brew. Obviously, you don't mm-hmm. want to feed the story all the time, but you want to sort of go to that spot where if it is feeding that negative thing that you've got, mm-hmm. you can sort of change it around and play around with you know, making a better story. I say to my daughter, she, like, she went crying to bed last night because they were playing games you know, late at night. She just wanted to keep playing. You know, it was like past 11 p.m. Uh, so I thought, okay, yeah. why don't we play tomorrow together and we'll spend the whole day tomorrow together. We can bake some stuff. We can watch five-minute crafts or whatever. So it's like, okay, the story was getting bigger and bigger now of our experience. And mm-hmm. suddenly this other small thing that just happened, you know, sort of withered away. But um, it, it's the practice, um, the execution that really helps, not thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, talking about it, but actually doing it. They can, you know, even take notes or write down or whatever it is, and then say, okay, here's what I'm going to do, because that's more important than just listening. It's like reading a book, right? Listen to an audio book, or you can read a book, but if you don't action anything from it, it just becomes information, right? You mm-hmm. want actionable things, especially with something like mental health. You want to do stuff to change your life. You don't want mm-hmm. to just tune in and listen and and consume all the time you can consume till the cows come home right but it's Mm -hmm. just about taking that action and that's what gets you far yeah when we are wanting to you know do something new that's difficult you know anything that is new is hard because as humans we're conditioned to fight or flight we don't want to go out of our comfort zone so um even though that's that inhibits us so we've got to understand that and think okay if i want to you know if i do want to work on trying to create these new memory techniques and dealing with my anxiety better, I'm going to set myself small tasks of, you know, something palatable every day. It might be, I'm just going to try and in three different scenarios over the course of that day, catch my thoughts and reframe it into something more positive or whatever it is, but making it achievable and then making, sticking to that daily. It's much more effective to um, do something small every day than go crazy and, you know, do 10 hours of something for every day for two weeks and then you get burnt out and you're sick of it and you hate it and you stop. If you just do little bits every day, you'll be shocked by, you know, even three months later how far you've come with, with all of it. So um, 
and when you work with clients, you're not just giving information, you're actually learning stuff as well. And uh, as I was going through one of the sessions, I realized that one of my clients, they didn't actually have any habits and they weren't you know, getting to where they wanted to. I thought, okay, it's important to have habits, like you said. Uh, but then I started to think deeper about why is it important to have habits, right? And you look at it, you could take something that's not a habit, right? Now, why is it difficult to actually do that thing that's not a habit? Well, it's not wide in our heads yet right? Mm -hmm. Fully that dendrite hasn't gone through the neural pathways to create something stronger. Whereas yep. habits, they've already got that physical connection. So it's physiological. It hasn't created that pathway that's really strong. So if you wanted to create a habit out of say reading, for example, let's say you weren't a reader, you want to create a habit out of that. Instead of creating a new habit, attach it to a habit that you've already got, mm -hmm. right? Because that's automatic. If you've got something that's not automatic, you're attaching something that's automatic, guess what? That becomes automatic. I'll give you an example. So let's say that you're really bad at reading, right? Not, not bad at reading as in you're bad at reading, but you don't read much. Let's say you like audiobooks. Well, I walk every morning, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to read audiobooks when I'm walking because I know that I'm always going to do that. It's automatic. So all I do is attach my reading to my walking and I walk like twice a day mm. you know, for about an hour roughly. If I do that, I listen on double speed, right? In yeah. audio so seven hour book, I've just got a few walks and I'm done. <laughs> so that, that's how that walk, yep. uh, works. So essentially my one hour walk has become like a two hour read of that book. Yeah, when I do it again in the afternoon, uh, that, I read another two hours in one hour. So that's four hours of reading done in one day uh, just for my two walks. And that's always going to happen because I'm always walking. You see what I mean? So if you've got something that's automatic, <laughs> and you want to do something that's not automatic, see if you can combine those two things together. Because if you can, you can make that habit really stick and you know, connect. I think that's a fantastic way of putting it. And it's, you know, it's what I was actually referring to before, I guess, how, you know, I, for me, you've, it's that example, isn't it? I, I find it hard to make the time to read normally, but then when I do just associate um, a habit that I'm already doing, walking to different places and, you know, my daily routine, listen to an audio book in between there. And, you know, I, I finish a book in sometimes three days. So it's really effective. And I guess like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a living example of this stuff being put into practice. I have, have had my, as much anxiety as, you know, a lot, many people that suffer from it and it's been debilitating for me. And I, through experience, have become so much better at reframing things. And now I I can do it in, you know, that catching your thought and and what I think what comes out of it is it's not really normally this actual situation that is that difficult it is okay I'm associating negativity with this situation right now I don't know what's going to happen I don't know when the world's going to go back to normal um, this is awful my life's over we feed ourselves that and if we don't catch that quickly we'll keep ruminating on that and it's going to get worse and worse and worse more debilitating and become this bigger thing but if we can as soon as that happens, think, okay, yep, you know what? This isn't an ideal situation. This is actually what I did. Um, I've moved myself to Vancouver and I was just getting set up there and getting my, you know, getting uh, better feedback on my acting auditions, building my business over there, building a life there. And um, I'd only just gotten back and this all happened. I was evaluating and I thought, no, it's best for me to be back right now. Um, and my mind was thinking, oh, this is unfair. And, you know, what about this? And it's changing my life. And I thought, well, that's irrelevant. It's going to affect everyone. I'm not going to achieve anything by thinking of that. And if I can replace it with something positive right now, I can turn this into a great situation for myself. And I did that instantly. And it's been 
so great because I'm looking at it like anything in life now. There's no better or worse. It's just different. So it would have been great if I if none of this happened and I stayed in Canada doing what I was doing. But this is just as good in a different way because now I'm back here. I'm living with my family, spending a lot of time with my mum and dad, and that's you know so nice to be able to do that. I've got all this spare time. I'm launching this podcast. I'm putting content out there. I'm reconnecting with people. I'm, I've got the time to build more structure around uh, parts of my business that I didn't have time for before. So look at those positives. It's such an important thing to do, and it can really change your life, as I'm sure you know you've um, can attest for through you know what you do. Yeah, I, I think the hardest part in all of that is it is easy to say, right? It's it's so easy to say. Look, let's let's just think positively. Let's look at gratitude, um, and, and people mm. get that. I, and I get that as well. But there are times where you say, I know this, I, I realize this, uh, but why am I still feeling crap? You know, why is this still going on? I know exactly what to do. Uh, yeah. You know, so there are those times, and um, you know, and I've been through that so many times as well. And I'm sure you have as well. So it's just about you know trying to understand what can be done in that time where you know the answers, you know what to do and say, but mm, it's just mm. not happening, you know? Um, yeah, what, what and we you, know. I mean, I'll, exactly. I guess I'll ask you the question, you know, what could you do in that time? Like, what have you done that's really helped you during that time where you just knew, you know, everything that could be done, but you're still under that pump? Oh, and I've had it happen many times and it's exactly like you're saying and things like, gratitude and these different things are good but i agree with you it's not the solution so i'm i've get value out of gratitude because i started and i do it every day now but i made it so simple for myself where i spend two minutes every morning on my phone in my notes because i know i won't even get the book out if i do it every day um so i just write two minutes of notes in there and I do it every single day and i do my meditation and to answer your question when i've been stuck in those ruts and it's happened so many times um where i'm thinking Okay, I'm smart enough to know this is illogical. I've got, I've had the experience. I know that worrying about this stuff won't help. Um, I know what the reality is, and but I still can't get out of my head. And what I do in those situations is I revert back to my daily habits um, that help me, which is going to the gym or doing some form of movement, exercise every day. I meditate at two different times every day. I um, do breathing techniques. And then I'm very lucky that I've got great people around me um, that I that support me and that I trust, and I'll talk to them and tell them, "Look, I know what how I'm thinking is wrong, but I just need to talk to you. I'm just I'm struggling. I don't know why." And doing that every day, and eventually things do start to level out, and that's what I've found. So I think it's really important that we have our own version of you know healthy things that we can do daily to help us cope when because we're not always going to be able to find the positive. We're not always going to have the mental strength or the ability to do it you know i think we absolutely can train it as we've talked about and there's ways to do it um but we might not always find ourselves in that situation so it's so important that we have and i always tell people i think create these healthy habits when your life is going well because you're going to have more energy and focus to do it even when you feel like it's not helping you because you don't need it you're feeling so great do it no matter what because things will change life is cyclical and when things go down, that's when you're going to really rely on these healthy habits and they're going to help you get through, you know. Yeah, sort of built up resilience from there, yeah. definitely. Um, resilience is it. Yeah. It's like the example of people that don't have a job. Yeah. Suddenly they might sleep in most of the day or, you know, just really get out of whack as if they, uh, when they haven't got a job. 
right? It's like two polar opposites. Whereas the advice usually given is if you're not working to still get up early as you would in the morning, go through those same habits like you do have a job. Yeah. It is keeping you sane, but it's keeping you in that habit. Um, because if you fall out of that, then that's when things like anxiety just kick in and sadness and stress and whatever. It's about being in that moment. Like for me, mm-hmm. I don't work very often throughout the week, right? I might have a couple of clients throughout the week, but I don't work, you know, nine to five or anything like that. So yeah. but what I still do is I get up early in the morning and I still yeah. create, I guess, that template for myself to work from, you know, even though I may not have any work throughout the day. And for me, that keeps things um, sane and also lets me work on my mind as well at the same time. Couldn't agree more, yeah. I could sleep until 11 if I wanted mm. to, but that's not my goal. My goal is to make sure that my mind is operating, um, not at its optimal, it's going to go down, but it's always operating in a way that's going to save me, <laughs> I guess. Oh, exactly. It sort of leads to um, what I was actually going to ask you, you know, what... What are your tips for people suffering at the moment during this coronavirus pandemic? Yeah, I think getting back to the mental health component is you've got to be, you know, mindful of what you're feeding your brain in terms of news and, you know, uh, stories and all that sort of stuff. If you're sort of a bit hesitant at the moment and anxious, uh, you know, stay away from media outlets, (laughs) you know, um, you might watch news here and there, but don't go ballistic, you know, reading everything. You know, it'll only make things, you'll only feed that story bigger and bigger. So try and feed it with something else, you know, hobbies, or you might find something new now that, you know, people are in isolation and quarantine. There's always something to do. You said movement. I mean, that was such a great thing that we're able to move, you know, that, you know, if we can. And uh, I think movement's helped me a lot as well. Uh, whether it's, you know, going around the backyard, maybe for a walk or doing some push-ups and sit-ups and, you know, chin-ups if you can. Uh, I, I was doing a plank the other day. I, I've never done one before. My wife's like, you know, come do this thing. I'm like, what, a plank? <laughs> all right. I did it for like a minute and a half. I'm like, is that all right? She goes, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. But then I checked out the record. It was like, record's like over eight hours. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but who cares, mate? 30 seconds is better than nothing. You know, any anything. You did a minute and a half, whatever. And that's what people need to understand. Just move. Just do stuff, you know? doesn't matter. Yeah, and, and it takes away uh, from what, it, like, if I do a plank, all my energy and concentration is just on that. I'm not thinking yeah. anxiety or stress or anything. I'm like, I'm already stressing about this situation. So that's, that's a mindful activity. If you've got any hobbies, I mean, I, I play guitar. So I have a recording set up that I play guitar. And I'm like, that's great. I do that. But I guess the tips that I give is try and find, you know, things that you enjoy doing, uh, get some body movement in there don't listen to a lot of the negative stories, create some positive ones, positive experiences. I mean, this is an opportunity. I mean, you can look at it. What I think is everything's just neutral. It's what we give it meaning that's going to make a positive or negative. So yes, it's tragic what's happening, but what can you do about it? What can you control? There's a lot of things that's out of your control. The virus is out of our control, right? What can we control? They say it in football terms a lot, you know, control the controllables. And, you know, every interview that's always said, the player's always like, oh, I'm just, I can only control what I can control. But mm-hmm. that's, that's a really um, strong thing for you to do is, okay, what's in my control? What can I do? Yeah. And you know what? A lot of it, um, a lot of this comes down to looking at things from the lens of just using logic and common sense. I can't control that. So if I worry about that, is that going to change anything? No. Okay. What can I control? Um, 
I can use this time to try and try. Maybe it won't work, but at least try and be productive doing something. Can I control that? Yeah, I can. Let's do that. You know, it's like, and just before, I've just we're going to finish up with just a few um, sort of more quick questions to wrap it up. But um, just to clarify, just because I find I still find the yellow pages thing fascinating. So the whole book. If I opened it up to, say, page 73, went to the bottom, Jim's Plumbing, and said, Tansel, what is the phone number for Jim's Plumbing at the bottom of page 73, you would have, you would have been able to tell me that number. See, that's just insane. <laughs> it's crazy stuff. I'd come up with an image for Jim's Plumbing. So I'd picture yeah. a guy that looks like a gym that I know. He's bending down, plumbing away. He's got a plumber's crack. You know, I create <laughs> some sort of an image that's strong in my mind. And then yeah. connect that to the numbers using some sort of a number system that I've got. It's, and then make a whole story out of that. So that whole story I, might take two minutes to memorize, right? And then just multiply that by a few thousand and um, that was it. <laughs> so I get how you can remember that, the story. I get how it all works. But how on earth, if you do that 2,000 times or however many in a, a book, how do they all stay in your brain? All of them. That's so much information. Like I'm, I, I can't believe it. It seems like it. It seems like yeah. it, but it's not. I mean, yeah, it, it's we can remember stories, right? Because that's what I'm doing. I'm just creating stories. Now, how you make it stay in there is you can exaggerate, you can add color, you can add movement, you can use your senses. As soon as you start adding these elements, the story becomes stronger. So if I said mm-hmm. mobile phone to you, right? Um, it's just a static image of a mobile phone. But if I said the mobile phone is bendable or you know it's a broken screen or when I touched it, uh, it had liquid on it or something like that. Now you get another sense of that phone and you're slowly making it memorable. Right. It doesn't take much to make things memorable. And that, that's how essentially, um, yeah, you can remember not, not just a few thousand. I mean, that was 20,000 digits of numbers, uh, you know, with two, 3,000 odd um, yeah, ads that I had to yeah, memorize. Yeah. Now it seems like a lot, but really it's just the stories that you remember. And what I did was I didn't just look at it once and off I went, I went through it eight times over. So when I first did it, I went through and did 60 ads at a time and I'd go wow. through that four times. I'd review that yeah. and make the story better. And then I'd finish the whole yellow pages, you know, two phone books in 18 days. And then I spent the next sort of six days reviewing again, four times over. So it's a lot faster second time around. So I really had eight looks over it. The stories are really strong it's it's fascinating and thank you for sharing all of this we're just going to finish up with a few quick questions but um i think what i take away from this and what i think the listeners can take away from everything you've said here and you know from just you know what you achieved and did with that memorizing all of that information and how you're saying no it is doable it teaches all of us how powerful the mind is and yes the mind can be incredible you know we can go down that negative path but it shows us it is possible for each and every one of us we have the capacity if we want to use it to do incredible things with our mind and use it for you know look at what Tansel's done here it's just what you've done it's just, it's unbelievable and in you're saying no this is something that anyone can do so just um a couple of closing questions mate um and just yeah quick answers to these um so I just had a few. I, I mean, I don't know if we'll stick with these for every episode. I'm just trying to come up with some, you know, just interesting things to finish them up with. But first one, um, what's your best childhood memory? Every time I went away, it's more an experience, I guess. Every time I went away with my parents as a kid, um, it, it's just the experience of traveling and just doing stuff with my family. Um, just, just, yeah, being Simple. together with family. That, that's, for me, that's the best thing. <laughs> if people want to sort of delve further into it, um, 
can they through i mean it would be i think starting at your website would be a great start um it's just tensilali.com is that uh, just .com .com com. and also if you google tensilali and just look up you know there'll be stuff on on the internet videos different information there um where else if people really wanted to sort of go deeper into this um i mean they can also go into um my program mental health masterclass we've actually got a um, module with you talking about this and, and tools. And if you go through nickbrax.com and click on the Mental Health Masterclass um, link on the homepage, that'll take you there. Wh- where else can they go if they want to delve deeper into this stuff? On the memory side, uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there are other memory experts around Australia. So you know, people uh, like my colleagues, you know, Anthony Mativier, who's done uh, a lot of work in this area himself as well. There's a lot of resources and people out there, but you know, Google we mentioned is a great place to start. You, you can essentially, um, yeah. NLP is another mm. form uh, of you know, not, not I won't say mind trickery, but set of skills that really help you to understand um, the language to use. You know, your body, you know, not just body language, but you know what to say to yourself as well, and how to communicate with others and. Yeah, it could, could be another chat. Who knows? I think it could be another chat, mate. So, no, look, you've yeah, thank you. You've been really generous coming and chatting and um, I consider you a, a really close friend and someone that I personally admire and I'm really glad we've been able to do this, this chat. And, uh, yeah, thank you again, mate. And is there anything else you want us to direct them people to to look at? You know, your website, tansalali.com, anything else? Uh, look, that's pretty much it. I guess, you know, yep. like I said, if people are really wanting help, just go out and reach out, speak to someone, you know, um, there's always help out there, you know, just go yep. and seek it and, and don't, don't stay in there uh, in a rut because, you know, there's, there's people always willing to help. Beautiful, mate. All right. Well, thank you again, mate. And um, I'm sure we'll speak soon. This episode of Move Your Mind was produced and edited by Tim Boozer. Additional information and resources can be found at www.nickbrax.com. Thanks to Tansel Ali for joining me today for Move Your Mind. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 